we're glad you're here today. We want you to know this. If you're brand new to this gathering, you're brand new to this church experience, to church in general, or even to Hope Church, we want you to know that you're welcomed and wanted here. You are welcomed and wanted here. I love seeing people, and I say, hey, man, I'm glad you're here. I love seeing smiles come on your faces because we are here for people. We're not here for ourselves. We're here for you, and we're here for, for the people. We want you to know you're welcomed and wanted here. We also want you to know if you're new here today, we love you and we like you. Yeah, we don't even know you yet. We like you still. And uh, so we love you and we like you. We're glad you guys are here today. One of my friends walked in, uh, a friend, he, who might, he might be my friend if he stays another week, but he walked in, he had this awesome beard. And um, I have beard envy sometimes. And uh, the problem I've got with my beard is that the longer it gets, the more gray hairs I have. They're in there. And here's the deal. I didn't have any gray hairs until we started this church nine months ago. And so um, this is your fault. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, kind of. Um, but man, we want you to know that uh, we're glad you're here today. And you're wanted here and you're welcomed here. And um, we want you to know uh, that you don't have to believe everything that we believe to belong here. You can come in just the way that you are and hang out with us. And you, I tell you guys, almost every week, you can come and get the hugs and the high fives and drink the coffee. And that's cool. And just come back every week and do the same exact thing. And so you don't have to believe we believe to belong here. We're just glad you guys are here today. And I've got some friends here today. There is a group right here in this section over here. They're all the way down from Missouri, Springfield, Missouri, where the temperature is a lot better there um, than it is here right now. And uh, they're starting a church um, in the city, and, um, which is just right up, the, right up 429, a couple exits in Summerport area and um, Bridgewater Middle School, right? That's where they're going to be meeting at. So they're here watching you guys. So be on your best behavior. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We, I told them, I said, we don't, we don't have anything figured out yet. We're still learning. We have a lot more to go. And so they're here today, and we have a missionary couple right here on the second row, and now they're changing the world. One of the hardest jobs there is in the world is to be a missionary because you have to ask pastors for money. You have to raise support. You have to, leave, you have to leave the place that you know that's home and the family that you know is family and go start all over again in other places, and they've done it several times. But can we give uh, this pastor and his team a hand and this missionaries a hand today? <clears throat> We honor you guys. Missionaries, I've been around missions for a long time since I married my wife, and we think missionaries is, being a missionary is the highest calling in life. And so we honor you guys, and you have a cool mustache. And so we honor you for your service and your mustache today. Um, uh, hey, um, turn to your neighbor real quick and let them know. Say, I've been waiting all week to sit next to you. I've been waiting all week to sit next to you. Turn to your second choice and just say, hey, glad you made it. <laughs> Just glad you made it. <clears throat> hey, I'm going to dive right in today. You're going to be like, this is, the, this is the shortest intro this guy has ever given, and it, it will be, and, uh, and I'll make up for it along the way, but if you have a Bible, turn over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. That's in the New Testament, and uh, we're going to get through the whole chapter of the Bible today, and um, we're going to try to anyways. It's only, it's only 10 or 11 verses. We should be able to make it. You know, I'm, I believe it in myself. I'm speaking into my future. And so I'm hoping we can make it through the whole chapter of the Bible today. And um, I got some things I want to share with you guys from our church. I really want this to be really just a service of gratitude uh, and, and an environment where it's just encouraging for you. And um, maybe for some of you guys in here today, um, you're brand new. And we hope that you'll see a little glimpse of our church and what we're doing and where we're going. And then if you're not a part of, of, of this church, maybe you might say, man, this is, why wouldn't I jump in? Why wouldn't I uh, hang out with these guys and party with these guys and have a good time with these guys? And so my sermon today or my title of my, of my talk today is called Because of You. So if you've got your notes, the worship guide, you flip open. You can take notes today if you like, if you're a note taker. And, um, and you can just write down the phrase because of you. And hopefully today when you leave today, that phrase will be etched and burned into your mind. The phrase because of you, because 
of you. So if you have a Bible, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Now, before we start reading this text today, I want you guys to know this. The apostle Paul wrote this. And Paul wrote a bunch of the New Testament, a bunch of the, 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 the second half of the Bible. The last half is called the New Testament. It starts in Matthew, goes to Revelations. And so he, uh, Paul writes a bunch of that. Now, here's the deal. Paul the, is, is a church planner. Paul is a pastor. Paul has started not just one church. One church is easy when you started multiple churches and a second church and a third church and a fourth church and a fifth church and one church is hard. But when you keep on doing over and over again, this guy, he's beginning a routine. So what he would do is a lot like um, what we've done here is we just kind of go into a city and you begin shaking hands and hugging people and loving on people and encouraging people and, and let them know, hey, there's a place where you can call home. There's a place where you can get encouragement. There's a place where you can be inspired. At. And so Paul began to do that. He'd go the same place over and over and over and over again, last week I went to the Okoe Taco place three times. You're like, that's borderline addiction. I know. I'm working through it on my own. My counselor says I'm doing great. You can mind your own business. And so uh, I went there three times, and I'm building a relationship with her. The third time I went there, the lady said to me, my, my, my niece is coming to your church. She wants to come to your church. And I don't know if she's here yet or not, but she, she's coming to your church, and she's bringing my daughter with her. She's going to come. And I went to hand her an invite card, and she goes, no, I don't need an invite card. I'm coming. I'm going to be there. Don't, don't worry about it. I'm going to. I'm going to be there. And so when you, when you, when you get to a place in life where you, where you repetition and repetition, you build a relationship, you build a relationship, you can make a, an invite or you can make an impact on someone's, on someone's life. And so Paul's done that here at this place called Thessalonica. He's gone there. He's served. He's hung out. He's spent time with the people. He's gone to the restaurants with the people. He's gone to the, where he's hung out with them. He's been to their house. He starts this church. Well, he has to leave this church. Where? To go start more churches. And so he goes to build more relationships in other places. And when he does that, he starts getting worried about the church. One of the things that I, my biggest worry so far in this church planning journey has been like, what happens when we move from the, from the uh, West Orange High School, which is a rock's throw to here? That, that was one of my biggest worries, to, to move a nine-month-old church to a different location. And Paul leaves this church, goes start another church, and he goes, man, I'm nervous. He looked over at Timothy, he goes, I'm nervous. What are they, I wonder what they're doing over there. I've heard there's persecution happening. I heard that people are going after the church. What, I wonder how well it's going. So he's like, we got to write them a letter. So he takes out his iPad and I got so mad today and I, I had a bad morning. I'm not going to lie to you today. I get in the car today and this was a different day for us. My son, my daughter and son, my son said to me yesterday, tomorrow's going to be a different day, dad. And I thought he was prophesying into my life. <laughs> I'm like, I received that Lord. Come on, bring it. And, uh, and, it, and it was like, it was tragedy. You know, he, was, he spoke tragedy into my day. And so I get in the car, um, Vanessa, and, and, and I, he says, hey, can I bring my iPad with me? And I'm like, yeah, you can, you can bring my iPad with you. And I don't leave a cover on that thing because I don't, I don't do a lot of things that make sense. And so I, I, I don't bring a cover. And so I'm like, yeah, you can use it. And he's like, you, it's okay if I walk outside. I'm like, yeah, walk outside with it. It's just an iPad. It's not a big deal. You know, it's just, it's just an object. Those aren't, those aren't going to make it to heaven. And so we'll be fine. You know, only real Bibles make it to heaven. And so I'm like, uh, yeah, bring it. So we get in the car and the iPad drops to the side of him. And I said, son, pick that up. Dad, I'll get it when we get there. I said, no, son, you'll get it now, please. <laughs> I said, if you get it now, that'd be great. Because if, if you get it now, when we open the car door later, <clears throat> it's not going to fall out. And so you know the end of the story. So we get to the church today, and, and I, I and my dad goes, dad, he goes to me, Dad, I'm going to open my door. You're, this is going to show you guys. I've been trying to tell you guys my, my, my five-year-old's a handful. And Dad's like, he's really not that bad. He really is. And uh, <clears throat> like, I was in public with him last night. You weren't. And so I'm like, uh, I said, son, don't, don't open that door before I can open. He opens the door. My iPad falls out. 
dings the corner of it, crack goes up, and crack goes up. Um, crack slides through the phone, and obviously I had to punish him. And if you're getting spanking today, I'm sorry, but I had to spank him in church. Before we got here, I was, and I'm like, I don't want to spend my, start my morning spanking my child. And I'm like, man, I'm such a sucky parent, you know? And then I realized, well, maybe I'm a good parent. I had this whole debate with him, and, and Hope is mad at me because I spanked him. She's the peacemaker. She's mad that he got a spanking, and I was kind to him. It was just, you know, it was just a little love tap on the leg, and and then I walk in today, and my twins came to church early today, and I was just like, oh, my goodness, why are they here? <laughs> Who brought them? My wife's like, oh, this will be better. This will be better. This will be better, they said. <clears throat> and it wasn't. And so um, Paul finds out that they're going through a tough time. He wants to encourage them. And if you're in here today and you're going through a tough time, I, wanna, I hope you leave encouraged today. You leave inspired uh, for greater and for different. And so in First Thessalonians chapter 3, finally, <clears throat> Paul's a good preacher. And here's why he's a good preacher. Because every good preacher has about three or four different closings. And I was looking at chapter 3 and it says finally. But also in chapter 4 it says finally. And so I'm like, what's up, Paul? That's my guy. Like six invitations he's Pentecostal gave. You know, he's like, oh, we're going we're to finish this one more time. We're going to finish this one more time. And so he keeps on going. If, you're, if you have an app today and you're like, man, I'm trying to figure out what translation he's in. We're in the New Living Translation in case you're on an app. First Thessalonians chapter 3. Finally, when we could stand it no longer, we decided to stay alone here in Athens. Paul's saying this to the people. And I sent Timothy to visit you. He is our brother, and he's God's co-worker in proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. We sent him here to strengthen you. And we sent him here to encourage you in your faith. And to keep you from being shaken by the troubles you were going through. Um, Did you know this? uh, The greatest gift that you could give somebody in life. You can write this down if you want. The greatest gift you can give somebody in life is relationship with you. You're like, I don't know. You don't know me that well. I know I don't know you that well. But the greatest gift, you can, the greatest gift that God gave us to give people is relationship with them. That's the greatest gift. You guys know this. I'm a community junkie. And part of that is I've, I've been seated with community because God says in Genesis chapter 1 that God, God says, let us. He's talking to himself, which is totally cool if you talk to yourself because Jesus talked to himself. And he said to himself, let us. He was talking about God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit. Let us make man, when he was looking before he made Adam, he said, let us make man in our image. In our image. And God God was saying, I'm a a community. Let us make them a community. And so God made you a community being. And the greatest gift that you give someone is is community and and, and relationships. I've been trying to get a meal with with Gabe and Vanessa. Diana, I've been trying to get a meal with Gabe and Vanessa. We ought to give up. We've been trying so long. But we know, but what we know and, 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 and what they know is that we need each other. They don't know how bad they need us, but they need us. And we need them. God made us relational beings. And so he says there, yeah, I want to encourage you guys in your faith. And I want to keep you from being shaken by your troubles you're going through. But you know that we are destined for such troubles. We knew you would have troubles. Even while we were there with you, we warned you the troubles would, come, would soon come. And they did, as you, as you well know, they came. That is why when I could hear it no longer, I sent Timothy to find out whether your faith was still strong. I wanted to see if you were still strong. That, that video said, because of you, my family is stronger. I wanted to see if you were still going well. I want to see, I want to see if the marriages were still intact. I want to see if the relationships were still being built. I want to see if the community was still going stronger. I wanted to see if you were giving and you were serving, you were being generous and you were encouraging the heck out of everyone that you come in contact with because hard, life is hard. I wanted to make sure it was all going well. 
That is why I could bear it no longer, so I sent Timothy to find out whether your faith was still strong. I want to see if your faith was still strong. Again, he says it. I was afraid that the tempter had gotten the best of you and that our work had been useless. Paul was like, I think the church closed down. In Winter Garden, um, in Winter Garden, I didn't know this until after we launched a church, but in Winter Garden, there's been 50 church plants in the last 10 years, and 45 of them have closed down. There's five still going. In this one that we met, before we met here, it, so there's 46 that closed down, because the, we the, the one that was here before we were here about a, two months ago, they're closed down. So 46. So four are still going strong. You want to know why? It's not because our church is better than their church or their, the other church is better than the other church. It's because, I don't know why they all closed down, but here's why I think they closed down. I want to make an assumption. Because Satan hates church plants. He hates baby churches. He hates, you know, it's, it's, it stinks because when you, when you put, if you, anyone up there, all those stories that you heard today, all those people are sitting in this crowd in here today. Here's what I know about all those people. Satan probably kicked their butt the worst this week. <laughs> it's like whenever you're like, God, things are going great. We're serving you. We're loving you. We're worshiping you. Satan's like, oh, watch this. He like sticks his little punk leg out and trips you. This week, my, my little daughter was sick and, um, and a little, little bit of a fever. And um, so we're just dragging her around slowly. And, and so we walk in Friday night. We went out to eat with a with new couple here at the church. They came week one. They came week two. They jumped right into next steps one and next steps two. And they're lifers already. We, we got their uh, social security number. We've already given them blood type. We were, they're good. They fit in. It's great. And so um, I, uh, we went down with them, and I said, hey, hon, why don't I get the bottles ready tonight? Don't judge us. If you had two-year-olds, you'd still be giving them bottles, too, twins. So I think they're supposed to, like, I remember, like, everything that we do now with the twins, like, I mean, I think, the, I think with the first kid, the second kid, they were off bottles by now. I think with the first kid and the second kid, we're, like, starting to make the bottles. But, like, now that we, when we have twins, like, you want to throw those, in those, those kids in the crib as much as you can. You're like throwing bottles in their crib. You don't get too close. It's like trying to pet a lion. You're like, here, take it. You're like getting away. Like they're virtual, you know, they're like animals, you know. And so you're like throwing bottles in like, hey, drink this. Good luck. I'll see you in the morning. You know, like you're trying to get out of there. And my sister's here today. She's a brave soul. She took all four of the kids swimming. Diner barely even likes doing that. My, my 20-year-old sister's like, I got this. Making me and my wife look bad. So my son is on the couch. My, my five-year-old's on the couch. And my, my wife is cuddling the, the, um, the little girl and the, my, my, the twin daughter, the little kid, whatever her name is, Selah. <laughs> you lose track after two, you know what I'm saying? That's why one or two is a good number. Because who knows what could happen, you may have twins down the road. So <clears throat> anyway, so my, let me fast forward the story. My older son is six, he's laying on the couch. My two-year-old twin jumps on him. Just, like, drops the people elbow on him. Like, just like you teach your kid to do. Like, every boy should wrestle, you know? And so he drops the elbow on him, and the, little, but the six-year-old jumps up. Ah, he's jumping up. Ah. Diana left her post. She left Selah by herself for a moment. She comes like, what happened? What happened? She looks at me. She's like, I think I'm going to cry. I'm like, you better suck it up. This is what good parents are made of. You suck it up. We're going to roll with this. We got this. Well, the, the, the two-year-old boy knocked the six-year-old boy's tooth out of his mouth. Which it was kind of loose already, so like we don't really feel as bad. But I mean, it just knocked the tooth out, and we didn't know that. So the other one screaming, Dinah picks him up. She takes him over to the sink, turns the water faucet on, and she just drowned him in water. Which I don't even know if that's right or not, but we, that's what we did. And so you can try it. He survived. And so the water just going to his mouth, and she's like, I, "We got to find the tooth. See, if there's a tooth." And so Hope goes in. You know, she goes in, goes in, and she finds a tooth. It's, it's up there, and 
man, it's like whenever things are going good, it's like some guy like those, like a little thing. I look at my wife and she's like, I just can't believe this happened. Why does it happen to our kids' mouths? You know, what's with their mouths and their teeth? And what's with the problem? And I'm like, it's okay. It's going to be fine. I always tell Diane, this is like, she, she probably hates me for this, but I, everything in me, I, was, I, was, I always say this. Well, it could be worse. <laughs> I don't know if that's a guy thing or not. I'm like, it could be worse, you know, you know, it could be worse. And so he says, I, I just want to check on you guys. I know things are going well, and so when things are going well, Satan usually likes to rear his head. He usually likes to show up and see if he can throw a kink in the plans. And he says here in verse 6, Timothy's returned to you, bringing us good news about your faith and love. He reports you that you always remember our visit with joy and that you want to see us as much as we want to see you. That's nice. (laughs) We have been greatly encouraged in the midst of your troubles and your troubles and your suffering, dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in your faith, it gives us new life to know that you are standing firm in the Lord. It was encouraging to him to know that things were going well. I love seeing you guys on social media, seeing things going well. I love to see when you get a new car. I love to see it when you, when I saw him post today, I, I, got my Disney, I got my Disney passes renewed. I love seeing things going well. I love that. That's encouraging. And as a community, we ought to, you know, I think sometimes we look at social media like, oh, look what they got and look what we don't have. We look at social media and say, man, look, at that's awesome. God's blessing their life. I love seeing you guys do well. And Paul says, man, I'm so glad y'all are doing well. Man, I just, it's a, I'm so proud of you guys. You're doing an awesome job. And in verse 9, it's where I want to get our, it's where we get our, our message from today. Verse 9, he says, oh, how I thank God for you. Oh, how I thank God for you. He says, because of you. We have great joy as we enter into God's presence. Let me go back to that verse 9 again. and You can read the, 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 the latter part of it later if you want. It's good too. Verse 9, he says, How we thank God for you. And he says the phrase, Because of you. Because of you. And because of, because of me, but because of someone else. But because, because I'm actually thankful. I'm actually thankful for you. Isn't, and, and here's where we want to get our, 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 kind of our idea from today. Isn't it something to know this, that there's people out there that should that should and one day will be thanking God because of you. Man, because of, because of Gabe, man, I just, my, my life has been, my life's been changed. Because of Abner, man, my life, my life has been changed. My, my life's been changed forever. I, I, I love encouragement, so I, I got some today. Uh, this is, says, on the top it says, to West from Haley, and it's just a picture, and it says, it says Hope Church. She, God knew a long time ago that today my kid would break my iPad and that the twins would show up way too early and I knew I would need encouragement. I walked around with my little face upside down. I was ticked off this morning and I got this and it, man, it, made, it began to change my day. And I walked away from, from Haley there today and uh, her dad is, is in kids ministry. He's a killer, killer, awesome dad. And I walked away from her and I got to the front and Dustin goes, hey, I just want you to know I prayed over you today. I'm like, whatever you prayed, I receive it. And um, we're, it, it's to be determined whether or not the prayer has come true yet. What he actually prayed was that I wouldn't have too many rabbit trails today. And I was like, I rebuke, I rebuke that prayer in the name of the Lord. You take it back. I like those. I, a friend of mine, you know, usually I say something I shouldn't say because I'm human. But one of our friends, she, they, they left our church and moved to Tennessee. And she posted last week, I was at a church today where the pastor was extremely appropriate the whole time. And I'm like, what does that mean? Does that mean I'm inappropriate the whole time? What does that mean? And so I texted her and she's like, it's a compliment. Just receive it. But because of you. Every one of those stories in there today happened because of somebody else. Somebody, somebody else, uh, the, the British accent there, they would be like, be like oh, well, I wonder who that was. You know, it was. It's our friend Kelly. She goes to our church. And 
<clears throat> Kelly's a football mom at the West Orange High School, and because of the people, the ladies in her life, she got to this church. She met Jesus as her Savior. Her son got saved, and we baptized both, both of them. It wasn't, because, it wasn't because of Kelly. It was because of somebody else. It was because of somebody else. Whenever we were moving the church over from, uh, from over to West Orange over to here, I went and had, uh, I went and had, um, had uh, ice cream with the garments. And I said, hey, I just kind of want to get your opinion on us moving the church because you guys are like football people. And, you're, you, you know, and they said, oh, we don't, we don't come because we, like, we, we like you. Don't, uh, it's not the building. That, that, we come because the, the church. We, you know, it has nothing to do with you. You're a jerk. No, I'm just kidding. They're like, we're coming because we, we like this church. We're not coming because of the relationship there. We're coming because of, the, because of the people, because of someone. And, and we have people in kids' ministry today, and, and they're taking care of your kids. It's because of them that your kids are going to hear about you. So because of you, I want to I give you three things today that I think that people should, we should thank God for or three things I've seen because of you guys. This church could go on without West Beecham and Diana Beecham all day long. There's probably somebody better out there, probably sitting in those seats that could do this better than we can. There's someone out there that can do it better than we can. But because of, because of you... Because of you, this, this is a church. It, t- it, t- it takes more than one person to have a church. Last night we saw this up, and the, you know, when you guys walk in, you're like, man, how do they get this together? It's just amazing. This, this took a team of people. Because of those people on that team, we're able to have this. Because of this band, because of these worship leaders, we can have this church today. Because of the parking lot people. Anyways, because of, here's three things I wrote down. Because of, number one, for you guys in here today, for Hope Church, if you're new in here today, you're a little, little glimpse of our church. Number one, because of your generosity, this church happens because of your generosity. And we don't use the word, we use the word generosity a lot here at church because we know that generosity encompasses our giving, it encompasses our life. Generosity really is a lifestyle. And one of our core values here at Hope Church is generosity. And because of your generosity, lives are being changed. And everything that we do, it should be doing because we want to see lives changed for absolutely forever. That's why we do all that we do. So because of your generosity, did you guys know this this year? Because of your generosity, a dime out of every dollar leaves this building. A dime out of every dollar leaves church, and it goes to church planning. We're going to help start 100 churches this year alone because of your generosity. You're like, man, I don't know any churches that are helping 100 churches. Well, our churches are organized. I met a lady today. She came from an ARC church, and we're an ARC church, which just means they helped us get it going. And we're going to help 100 churches get started this year because of your generosity. A dime out of every dollar that we do goes to church planning. This year at the YMCA, we'll help hundreds of kids have an opportunity to play sports that couldn't afford to play here at the YMCA because it's expensive. And sports is expensive and having kids is expensive. So if you think, oh, having kids is going to be easy, just remember it's expensive. Because of your generosity, we were able to do that. Because of your generosity, we've given thousands and thousands and thousands of bottles of water to homeless people in our community. And that may not seem like a big deal to you. But everything else, I mean, everything, all this is above our, above our missions giving. This, these next things, that we give a dime and every dollar to church planning, but we still give above and beyond that to this community and to other places and to other church plants. We continue to give. Because of your faithful generosity, we're able to do that. Thousands of bottles, they ran a water a few days ago. My buddy called me and says, hey, I said, oh, I saw a picture of you getting water for you because we ran out. Isn't it something to know that we take the most basic, I leave the water running all, all the time, but there's people in our community who don't even have clean water to drink. The greatest cause for disease around the world is because of dirty water, in case you, you haven't been around the world. Derek, who leads up here today, is, um, is executive director for, for uh, World Hope, and, um, and we have a team, a couple of our team, and we have a, they have a World Hope has a team, and some of us are part of that team over in Nairobi, Kenya today. They, they, they already had church. 
but they're there putting up electricity and they're doing all these things. And we're able to partner with organizations like that. We're able to give medical supplies to people who don't get medical, medical help. My sister leads a medical team there, and we've, we've donated aspirin and Tylenol and kids' vitamins, and we've donated bags to bring all that stuff there. But it wouldn't happen if it wasn't because of your generosity. Because of your generosity. We feed hundreds of kids every single year at the West Orange High School. We've given away 60 Bibles that cost money. Because of your generosity, we're able to buy those Bibles. We sent 500 Bibles to a third world country this month with a missionary team, people from, learning from our church. They didn't even go to our church. They said, hey, can you help us out? Could we use that money here? Absolutely. Could we do more here? Absolutely. But we just knew that God wanted us to. We sent $1,000 to Detroit so they could have Easter. While we're doing Easter and it's costing us money to do Easter, we're sending our money to a different city so they could do Easter all above our church planning because of your generosity. Did you know this? It takes money to do ministry. It takes money to do ministry. We, start, we raised $100,000 to start this church. All the stuff you see. Now, you guys bought these screens. We bought these screens. But all this pipe and drip, everything you see in the kids' area. Everything you see, we raised money to that. It was because of somebody else we were able to start this church. We didn't, it wasn't because of us. It was because of somebody else's generosity. It was because somebody else wrote a check. It was because of them. that. And now I, they, it's awesome. I'll send that video to some of our investors, and they'll say, man, that's, it's so cool to see the stories and lives change that are happening. It's because of your generosity. Here's the second thing. It's because of your serving. We're able to have this church because of your serving. I was looking at our dream team list the other day. Our dream team consists of about 80 people on our dream team. Started with about 20 people, 20 core, 20 core, core small group. And it went from 20 to 40 to 70 to 80 on our dream team. It's because of your serving. Paul said, man, I want to thank you guys because you're still serving. I want to thank you guys as, as your pastor and as your friend. A lot of times I use the title friend more than I even use the word pastor, but I'm, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for your generosity. I'm thankful for your serving. We have people right now in kids' ministry. I'm, I'm thankful for every, every one of our, our Hope Kids Dream Team members because my kids learn. I'll be honest with you. There's some weeks that my kids learn more about Jesus from there than they do from us. Well, I say, I mean, we got to do devotions more with our kids. It's because of your generosity. Because your generosity is also because of your serving some of you guys are on first impressions and you're in the parking lot. Parking lot is the worst job in the summer. <laughs> All the parking lot people said amen. Yeah. <clears throat> they know. Staying outside, I, I got smart. I'm like, I, 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 I stand out there a lot. I like to be out there with those guys. But like, I got to go to short sleeve. I told my, I don't know. I got to buy a short sleeve shirt, some short sleeve. Because I got to be out there in the parking lot where it's, it's hot out there. I'm okay if you guys take those Dream Team shirts and make tank tops. I don't care. You know, that doesn't matter to us at our church. We just, we're glad you're there. So, Dustin's like, all right, he said it. And uh, <clears throat> it's because of your serving. The setup team, this is so cool. We had, when we first started this church, we had one setup team. And that one setup team turned into two setup teams. And that two setup teams this month, we're going to four setup teams. And we come in on Saturdays at 5 o'clock from 5 to 7. And we serve and we set this place up so we can have a place where people can hear about Jesus. And have a connection with Jesus. We do that every single Saturday now. We've gone to four teams. It's because of your serving that we're able to do this. I'm thank, I thank God because of you, because of your generosity, because of your serving. Did you know this? What happens in the parking lot matters more than what happens on the stage. 
You're like, wow, that's pretty extreme, Wes. Did you know this? Because I'm a pastor, I'm supposed to study things like this. People make up their decision whether or not the visitors that we have in here today, and you're like, this is like the weirdest visitor ever, message ever. But you're getting to know who we are. This is who we are. And this happens every single week, whether or not you're here or not. But did you, did you know this? That our visitors that come here today, and there's a handful of them today, did you know they've already made their decision whether or not they're going to come in church before the first song even starts? Within the first 10 minutes. They make their decision. And if you're a visitor today, you're like, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, we do? I'm like, yeah, you do. Because you know where people want to go? Can I be honest with you? This isn't, a, this isn't a secret. People want to go to a place that feels like home. They want to go where it smells good. It's clean. They want to go where people will hug you. I, 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 hugged, I hugged this lady on the front row, and she's like, oh, yeah, I forgot you were a hugger. And that was code, church code for, like, don't hug me ever again, you know, which is fine. I'm just kidding. She's a missionary kid. She's pretty much been, she just goes with the flow her whole life. That's kind of her job, you know, or to rebel. Your two options were either rebel or do what your parents told you to do. I'm not sure what you've done yet or not. We're going to have a meeting after church to figure out what you've done, but that's pretty much what these ministry kids do. They rebel or they, or they comply, you know, and so I'm not sure what she's done, but did you know that people, people want to go to a place that's home and we're in at this church, our team, our dream team, we want this place to feel like home. We want it to feel like home. We want to we want to have a home. And you know why a lot of people, half the people in this room, they came from a broken home. Half of marriages, 51 mar- 51% of marriages end in divorce. And so these kids are growing up in a in a fallish, we talked about last week, they're growing up in a fallish home. And so people when they come to church, like, man, I'm just looking for a place where I can just where I can breathe and, and take a deep breath and my kids can be loved in, in the nursery, and I can be here and be encouraged and inspired by God's word. And that's what people are looking for. They're not looking for, you know, what? there are some people out there, but no one's come and say, man, I just, I hope, and at this church, because if it was, you'd already be on it, but people are saying, man, I'm just looking for a great, deep theological preacher. There's not many people that do that. And if there are, that's churches that are like that for them. But most people that come to this place, and most of you guys come, you're looking for a place to call home. That's why we're here. And we want to create a place where this place feels like home to so many people. One of my friends is, is here today, and i got to get him to go through Dream Team because I need his help in a couple of areas, but um, next steps, go through next steps. And uh, he said, man, this is just a cool place. Just feel, it just feels good. People want to go to a place that feels good. Can I tell you this? And somebody's like, oh, man, I don't even know that's in the Bible. Every time that people got around Jesus, you know what they felt? They, um, most of the time, they felt good. You're like, oh, I don't, that's not theologically correct. Do you think the lady that had been bleeding for 12 years of life, do you think she felt better when her bleeding issue stopped? I think she did. I'm pretty positive she did. Do you think the guy that was blind, that couldn't see anywhere, he hadn't seen for most of his life, do you think Jesus touched his eyes? And it's probably weird that he spit on the ground and made some salve, you know, some spit and mud, and probably that was weird for him. But sometimes church is weird. We do our best not to make it too weird. But do you think that guy felt good? Now, I know the Pharisees didn't feel good when Jesus flipped the tables on him and he drove him out with a whip, but he was, tar- he was tough on the church people, you know, on the religious people of the day. They were inspired and they were encouraged. What happens, what happens because of your serving is lives get changed. Lives get changed. When people go through next steps, we say, hey, what, what did you like about Hope Church? And so we liked it because it felt, it, it feels friendly here. People, when people say, did you know one of the most magical words you can say at a church it's not my pleasure for all you Chick-fil-A people. It's just, hey, man, I'm glad you're here. People are like, when you say to someone, they're kind of like, you are? 
Yeah, is there, aren't we supposed to be glad when people, came, when people come to our church? Aren't we supposed to be glad that they came here? We're supposed to be. So number one, we, it's because of your generosity, I think. It's because of your serving. Here's the third thing. It's because of your, it's because of your inviting. It's because, you, because you, you cared enough about someone else to say, hey, you ought to come check this place out. You ought to, it's because you brought your friend. It's because you say, hey, you ought, to come, you ought to come check out my church. Because of your inviting, over 60 people gave their life to Christ in just a short nine months. You can clap your hands right there. That's a good place to clap your hands. We wanted to see 100 people. We wanted to see 100 people have their life changed forever this first year of our church. We wanted, see, we wanted to see 100 people. And maybe there has been 100 people. That's been 60 people that have raised your hand, that have gotten a commitment card, so I'm committing my life to Christ. That's, those are cards that we've, that we've had, or hands that are raised. That's, that's all we've got. There may, there may have been more. We're, there, there may be more. We want to see 100 people. We want to know why, because we think it's important for people's lives to be changed forever. Because God, that's why God came. God didn't come so we could feel good. It's great that we feel good, but God came so our lives would be changed forever. God wants your life to be changed forever. And the only thing that can change your life forever is Jesus. Only thing that can sustain the life change in your life is Jesus. It's because of your inviting. Um, it's always, it, you know, and I, and I could go around the room and I could just start with and just go right around the room and say, because of you. Maggie found us because of Facebook. And someone taught me how to use Facebook. And so we, we use that. And, and Maggie came because of Facebook. And Maggie has, has brought friends and, and, and our, my, my kid loves church now because of because of Maggie. I'm praying for her. She's with, the, she's with the six-year-old. We're moving them up, though. So that's like, what if God answers, God answers your prayer request, you know? <clears throat> like, God, move, deliver him. I mean, move him up, God. It's because of Maggie. My, 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 my five-year-old likes the six-year-old. He likes coming to church. It's because of Taylor and Garrison. I love them. They're on our dream team. But they, uh, they, they disciple our, our high school kids. It's because of them. Braden, um, the Garmin son, Braden, he comes every week and sets, he sets up every, he's on the rotation every single week. And he's, when we had it at 8.30 a.m., he came every morning at 8.30 a.m. He's done it for almost nine months. But they, he's been discipled by them. Because of them, he's been discipled. I didn't disciple him. Sure, his parents get some help. But man, you need, the best, the, the, the greatest tool you could use to help raise your kid is the church. You need the church. You can't do it all on your own can't do it all on your own because of because of your inviting we've baptized 25 people in just nine months because of your inviting we've restored marriages because of your inviting we've 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 got we've introduced people to jesus and god has fixed broken hearts and there are more broken hearts being healed even as we speak in here right now the pytoshes are here today you want to know why the pytoshes are here because their Westerfields brought him this invite card. And Miss Pytosh, Lori said to me, I don't know why I call them Pytosh, but Lori said to me, you know why I came to your church? Because of this invite card. I said, where'd you get that invite card? I was at West Orange High School. I was watching a play. I said, how'd you get the invite card? And she goes, oh, uh, the Westerfields gave it to me. That's who gave this to me. And I posted this a few, a few weeks ago, but you know, we, on the front of this card, it says, uh, this could change your life forever. And you and I both know, I, you and I both know a card, this, this can't change your life can't but the person who who person who hands it to you that could change your life you could change someone's life by inviting them into a place they could hear about jesus and jesus can change their life forever did you know this people will follow you before they follow jesus 
My dad's here today. He'll tell you, I followed, I want to be just like my youth pastor. I didn't, I want to be with him every, when all my friends were out hanging out on Friday nights, guess where I was at? My youth pastor's house. Loser. <laughs> Loser. But my parents knew what all you parents know. That's a good place for your kid to hang out. They didn't check up on me that much when I was at Craig's house. They made sure I was there. They usually dropped me off there. They did. You know, every Sunday morning, whether my parents went to church or not, did you know this? I got a ride to church and I was at church and they wanted me to be at church. I, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be around Jesus followers. I, I really, I, I really wanted it because of, because of Craig and because of a guy named Ed Trinkle and those guys will all come and they'll speak to you. They'll be a voice into our church. And because of all those guys, I'm, I'm, I'm here today speaking into, into your lives. But it's because of you, I'm thankful. Paul says, and because of you, I'm thankful. Because of you, I'm, I'm actually happy. When I started this church, um, I, set, I drove to Claremont and I sat with Randy and Debbie. And I said, yeah, we're, gonna, we're in. I said, good, because I really wasn't expecting you guys to say no. And they said, uh, what do you need? What do you need? And I said, we just need you to come be with us and hang out with us because, you know, I'm young and I'm stupid. So I need someone older to kind of watch me and, and guide me because I need that. Why did you say amen when I was, I was young and stupid, Diana? <laughs> She's like, I didn't say amen, but I was thinking it. You know, they said to me, well, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna help you. We're gonna, we're gonna jump in. It's because of them we have this church. It's because of Scott and Kelly, because of all our dream team members. I told our, our team to help us launch this church, our launch team, they've all become dream team. members. not my launch team. You can, not very many people can say they, uh, you guys, there's not many people can say they launched a church. I've helped start a church. There's not very many people that say, I, I helped start a church. There's not very many people that. Not many people can say that. They just, they just can't. There's just not many, not many people want to. Because typically, we're, we're, it's easier for us to be selfish than it is for us to be servants. So why, why would I, why would I, I'm in a church, Wes, and the music is already good here. And I, I'm already on a rotation there. And things are good here. And we don't have to worry about if we're going to pay our bills. We don't have to worry about if anybody's going to come. Because there's already people here. Why would I go, why would I go start a church? That doesn't make any sense. But God breaks some hearts and works some hearts and says, you, you need to go with him. You know, the number one reason why we have good sound in our church is not because we have two sound guys while we do. The number one reason why we have good sound in our church is because of one guy, his name is Eloy Flores, and he sits on the back row. And he's trained two guys. And he built, he took a piece of, I mean, he's just freaking smart, but he took a piece of paper and, and I don't even know how he did this, but he just put everything out to where almost not almost. A few of you guys can take the book and just walk back there and you can start pushing the buttons and, and actually making it. You can make it. You know, it wouldn't be great, but you can make it. It, it, was, it was because of him, but because of him, he's, he's trained my brother. He trained me and I, and I know how to run the sound now. And if I know how to run the sound, anyone can run the sound. But because of him and my brother knows how to do it because my brother knows how to do it and I know how to do it. Um, George knows how to run it. Even Stephen, I think, has learned something back there. But it's because of you guys. And, and ultimately, you know, this is all that to say. We're all about life change here. That's what we're about. We're about hanging out with people and seeing lives change, period. And we love hanging out with people. We love hanging out with people. But it's because of someone else. It's why we're here. Can I, can I, say, can I end with this? And here's what this church is. Our church, we attract a lot of hurting people at our church. At our church, we say this, everyone has a hurt, habit, or hang-up. One out of one people in this room has a hurt, habit, or hang-up. Everyone in this room does. You're like, not me. Let's just, let's schedule Starbucks. You know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't we, right? Gina, let's just get to Starbucks. 
I said, let's get it out. And we'll, I'll let you know what yours is. I texted Jeannie yesterday. She works at the front. I said, hey, I'm, I'm going to bring Starbucks. What do you want? Oh, yeah, here's what I want. I, I, had, to, I had to have them. I, I was like, I don't, this isn't my drink order. You know, when someone says it's not your drink order, they're telling you, hey, I, this, I don't really know. This. So I'm like, she wants, this is my friend. She works at the YMCA. She wants this right here. When you can't pronounce half the stuff, double, triple shots, quad locks. I mean, you're just like, what the heck is this? Is this a drink? I mean, are we fighting, you know? And, and so I'm like, yeah. And then I got there. I'm like, I, you, you forgot the whipped cream. I think that's important because this is pretty specific. But you forgot the whipped cream. And the lady goes, oh, yeah, yeah, whipped cream. Did you know, we, so we track a lot of hurting people. And so if you're in here today and you're saying, oh, man, I, I am screwed up. Can I tell you this? This is what I want you to know. Don't, I posted this last night. Don't wait to get better before you start helping people. Don't wait till you get better. Wes, when I get like you, Wes, you don't want to be me. I don't even want to be me. I want to be like Jesus. Don't wait till you get better. Wes, I don't know all the things to say. You don't have to know all the things to say. You know, anyone can can unload a trailer at our church. Almost anyone can unload a trailer at our church. Now, putting it back in there is a little bit different, but unloading it, anyone can do. Anyone can put up pipe and drape. Did you know this? Anyone in this room here today can, can give something, whether it's a dollar or whether it's a thousand dollars. Everyone can give something, whether you're hurt or not. Did you know this in this room here today? Everyone can invite someone. Your friend may say, you, may, you're, you go to church. They may say, you, may go, you go to church? And if they say that to you, there's a good chance you're going to come visit. Because like, if you go to church, I can definitely go to church. If they let you in your church, absolutely. You're going to love it. They'll let me in. They'll let anybody in. Don't wait for you. Don't wait till you get better. Everyone on that video screen up there and all these guys up here today, none of them are perfect people. You know that outback that says no rules, just right? At our church, man, there's just, it's no perfect people. No perfect people. We're just, we're just all trying to figure it out together. We're crying together. We're laughing together. We're partying together. We're going to funerals together. We're doing weddings together. I mean, we're, we, should, we should all go together. So we, we, go, we go to Disney together. We gathered about 50 people with season passes, and we met at Disney before our, our passes went out for the summer. We gathered 50 people. At, we just want to do life together and introduce people to Jesus. Don't wait for yourself. Don't wait. So when I get better, don't wait. You're capable now. When I'm ready, Wes, you're never, ever really ready. I don't think I can start this church. So that's what I said about a thousand times. And God was like, you're right. You're not ready, but we'll make it work. We, I can use you. God used a bunch of ragtag B-teamers. God didn't get the best looking, the sharpest looking, the most athletic. The most athletic. He didn't get the, the best financial sound people. His sound guy, I mean, not sound guy, but his money guy actually stole from him. Like, I mean, think about that. Jesus picked Judas, knowing he would, Judas would betray him. And he left Judas in charge of all the money. And God's like, yeah, I can use these guys. Fishermen, they stunk so bad. You ever been fishing before? You stink. And God's like, yeah, I'll use you guys. I want you to know that God can use you in this room here today. Every single one of you. Wes, I don't know. Yeah, if you're saying, I don't know, you're prime candidate for God using you. If you know why God can't use you, you're in good shape because God will show you how he can use you. Wes, my marriage isn't together. It probably isn't. Wes, my kids are, my kids aren't, my kids aren't good. 
Neither am I. <laughs> you don't have to have it all together, church. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know all the right things to say. Taylor and Garrison didn't know everything to say to those kids, all the questions they had. They asked me, and I was like, I don't even know. You tell them what you think. You know, like, I don't, you don't have to know all the answers. You don't have to know all the, you don't have to go to all the right places. You don't have to dress the right way. You don't have to act the right way all the time. You just got to jump in and be a part of what God's doing, and he'll fix you along the way. God can fix you along the way, and down the road, God will say, or some guy will say, because of you, because of you, and because of you, because of your generosity, because of your serving, because of your giving, because of your inviting, because of your encouragement today. Thank you so much. Because of your encouragement, your prayer today, because of you, my life was changed forever. Let's bow our head and close our eyes.